0: From the unexplained to the mundane. Come join us on a journey to the fringe. Hello and welcome to Journey to the Fringe. We take you to where stars collide with the horizon and hatch into just baby little conspiracies. We are your podcast guides to this place, Taylor and Chelsea. And speaking of falling stars, I think Chelsea can take over from here. <laughs>
1: That was perfect. Today's the day, the day that we talk about George, Ralph, Norrie. And that was the perfect introduction for him, I think. Couldn't get any better. George Ralph is the current host of Coast to Coast AM, who was, he was recruited by Premier Radio Networks to be a guest host on Coast to Coast AM, and he eventually took over for Lord and Savior Art Bell, becoming the permanent host on January 1st, 2003. Let's.
0: I think we need to take a little step back at this point, Chelsea. Coast to Coast AM is a AM radio show, broadcast basically across North America, but between like midnight and 3 a.m. Eastern time i believe correct
1: yeah yeah i i think i don't know i can't remember what it is i've never listened I, and to i it. think
0: from like the Lie. late 90s, i'm gonna finish that yeah. sentence
1: i've never listened to it live because i've never up that late
0: I actually I used to listen to it live once or
1: twice because it was
0: on six thirty Chad in Edmonton from like
1: yeah yeah 11 I've caught a. it a few times yeah. live like when we were driving I never late, but never the whole thing it's not yeah. no
0: but anyhow I think from the like mid to late nineties to the like twenty tens somewhere in there you could say they're the big fish in the conspiracy pond. Or A Big Fish in the Conspiracy Pond.
1: Yeah, I don't want to get too into Coast because this episode isn't about Coast because it's about Nori. But yeah, I mean, Art Bell started Coast to Coast AM. He's like the big kahuna. People love him. He was really great at hosting open lines is what Coast to Coast was known for without any, what do you call it? Like any screening. He would thoughtfully debate people. Just a really good host and have a lot of different conspiracy minded alternative guests on I, as guests.
0: I think he would have been a really good skit actor or what do you call it? What's whose line is it anyways?
1: Oh, that's like improv.
0: Improv. A- improv actor yeah. because he was really good at the yes and. Like he didn't shut colors down. He always like kept them going and kind of like getting Oh of them. Yeah. He fully like, interacted
1: right. with people and asked thoughtful questions. He was a really good host of Coast to Coast AM and people loved Art Bell and he never like would turn people down to get on there he would debate them and he also was a pretty good showman he had a lot of a lot of classic and we'll look at it when we do an actual episode on Coast to Coast AM a lot of really famous things happened and came from Coast to Coast AM. That's Coast to Coast AM. I'm sure in your time on Earth, you have encountered something to do with Coast to Coast AM at one point or another.
0: And a lot of the assholes that we have done episodes on definitely appeared on Coast to Coast
1: Coast AM. Yes, sometimes extensively. Yes. Which is also probably where we have heard from a lot of them. And I'll get to it. I was a huge listener to Coast to Coast AM for a long time. And we will get to that. So that's who George Nori is. That's who Coast to Coast AM is. Like I said, we're focusing on George Norrie, who is the current host of Coast to Coast AM. And we're going to leave Coast to Coast AM and Art Bell open for subsequent episodes, which just makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect of doing this episode, I'd like to say that George Norrie seems to have such a very controlled presence More than I have actually seen with anybody else that we've done any episodes on. It's really quite bizarre. Anywhere I went to get the lowdown on George Norrie, I came up with literally the exact same script about his life, which is the one that's on Coast to Coast AM. Anywhere I went. It was the copy-paste... Same thing. So while this episode is not in the direction I hoped for it to go, I still have something quite nice put together for you.
0: I, I do know that he does not thoroughly control the Coast to Coast AM subreddit. That's for oh, sure. Oh no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, which is where I got a majority of this information. Okay, so who is George Nori? George Ralph Nori. He was born June 4, 1950, which makes him 73 years old, and he grew up in Detroit, Rock City. His dad is Lebanese-Egyptian, and mother is Lebanese-American. And if you have listened to Coast to Coast AM for any amount of time, you're probably familiar with the three or four stories that nori tells over and over and over and over and over and over and over over again here's one of them he became interested in the paranormal and ufology as a child and joined the ufo organization nightcap as a teenager had a spontaneous out-of-body experience once of a child, but was never able to recreate it. That is from memory, my friends. <laughs> and I haven't listened to Coast Been in like 10 years. <laughs> three, three years or so, okay. at least. He has three kids, six grandchildren. He served nine years in the U.S. Naval Reserve, in no particular order. As far as the rest of his career, it goes like this. completes his bachelor's degree in communications from the University of Detroit in 1972. It's all very boring. Radio career starts as, I mean, do you think anything exciting happens in this guy's life? Like, I don't think it does. (laughs) His radio career starts as a newscaster with Detroit station WCARAM. In 1974, for four years, he works as a news producer and executive news producer at WJBK TV in Detroit. He then went on to be a news director for KM, MSP TV in Minneapolis, and then another news director at some other letters of Dash TV in St. Louis. Surprisingly to me, maybe, probably also maybe to some other people, he won three local Emmy Awards for his work in the TV news.
0: That would have been like St. Louis at the time?
1: Maybe. I don't know. Okay. This is very boring information. Yeah. It goes on. Well, in St. Louis, Nori formed Norcom Entertainment Inc, which developed a marketed video training films to law enforcement and security agencies. I can't find a single thing related to Norcom other than a vague article about a letter of intent to merge with another company in a stock exchange transaction from 2015. So why he created this business that made these types of training videos? Yeah, is I beyond did not know me. he
0: had that background.
1: <laughs> it's very weird. Very weird. I I don't know, and it doesn't sound like he did anything like meaningful when he was in the naval. Naval, I think he was in. Did I yeah, say was that. In yet? The Navy. Yeah. So I don't think that would be it. It also mentions Norcom was developing training programs for daycare centers, nursing homes, and educational facilities to be marketed to over 1,500 school districts.
0: Oh, okay. Those are two things you want to be merged police training and daycare yeah. training. Yeah.
1: No, no. I, like, I don't know what the hell. Like, it's weird. And I don't know what comes of it. So uh, apparently, probably shuts down, but I don't know. It's just a permanent cliffhanger. You don't see anything else happen and obviously i didn't get that from the coast to coast damn website that's plastered everywhere and actually i don't know if this is related or not the, this is like weird but then there is norcom restaurants inc <laughs> and he's talked about his restaurant before right which i he never really divulged the full details he this norcom restaurants inc which is i mean he took the same name as the other well, one that when you're saying norcom videos. is it
0: n-o-o-r like his last name
1: n-o-r-c-o-m oh okay this company opens Cafe Marrakesh and Oasis Bar in Brentwood, Missouri. And let me tell you, it is the most bizarre restaurant concept I've ever heard in my life. So get this, the restaurant's theme revolves around a fictional English soldier, Colonel William Barry, who opened the establishment following an exciting secret mission to Marrakesh. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, have you ever been to a restaurant like this? What kind of food would
0: they serve? Is this like, like, I don't know
1: if it's like army rations or like.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, is inspired... this like medieval times <laughs> where you get like tins of rations? <laughs> Or is it like, oh, what's that one? Like the rainforest one where it's all rainforest themed in there, but it's not like a show or anything?
1: My question exactly. And I would love to read you more information and maybe some Yelp reviews. However, this restaurant is as old, if not older than me. And unfortunately, I'm dating myself by saying I predate Yelp and Google reviews. I don't know. It's about, oh. like, let's go to the restaurant that's about the colonel.
0: Yeah, maybe this is like, it's like Ch- the mascot's backstory.
1: <laughs> it's so weird. So, that's the end of that. Huh. It's, it closed down, it, it didn't- it We wasn't, can't even confirm like...
0: George is involved, okay.
1: 1996 rolls around and Nori is hosting a late night radio show, not unlike Coast to Coast AM, called The Nighthawk on KTRS in St. Louis, which ultimately is what catches the eye of executives at Premier Radio Networks, which is the syndicators of Coast to Coast AM. Something else I failed miserably to find any sliver of piece of information on. I couldn't find an old recording. I couldn't find anything. And in April 2001, Nori becomes guest host for Coast to Coast, taking over for Ian Punnett as Sunday night host. And I mentioned previously in 2003, he becomes weeknight host of Coast to Coast AM after Ert Bell's many retirements. Now. As a side note, since we're on the subject, there was somewhat of a feud between Art Bell and Nori. I don't know if you know this. George know Nori first took over show hosting duties in 2003 as a replacement for Bell, but was temporarily discontinued after Bell returned, citing disagreements with Nori. At first, Art seemed pleased with the choice of Nori taking over the show, saying he just gets it. Around the time Art short-lived serious foray, he told George to stop mentioning his name as a part of the closing credits of the show because he didn't want to be associated with it. It also appeared that Nori or Coast to Coast was stealing Art's guest from the other show he was doing. One guest even had their Coast to Coast appearance cancelled after an appearance on Midnight in the Desert. Art blatantly called it out and referred to Coast to Coast as the other show. While there is a lot of hearsay on that, I just wanted to let you in on. I can tell you one thing for sure, and I can give it to you right out of the big guy's mouth himself because there is a clip going around of Art Bell talking about George Nori on his ham radio. The audio quality isn't great, but here you go.
0: It's ham radio level?
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: Los Angeles influence as far from my life as I could. I had a lot of run-ins with them, and uh, so he was moving right into the center of that influence. I, but you know, what he does, that's just his. You mean in terms of the network?
3: Yeah, Sherman Oaks. Now, um, why, why do you think he wanted to do that? Uh, I mean, why, why would he decide to do that? Uh is that
2: going to mean he's going to build the show from KFI? Uh, to me, you no, know, he'll do the show from Premier studios, I'm sure, in thousands, I don't know, but, uh, I think it's a mistake. Uh, you know, every other radio program is, uh, originated in New York or Washington or, uh, or L.A., and, uh, part of the charm for me of that show was always, oh, that I, I, can't. um, I wanted my own fan. In other words, and so I uh, um, I demanded and uh, was successful in demanding um, a complete buffer from those people. And uh, when I left, uh, they took that opportunity to uh, uh, decimate that entire operation up there. It's closed down now. There's about uh, 30 people that lost their jobs. Uh, because I retired, and, and so now that I'm wrong, they're able to take uh, very sharp control of it, of course, and, and so what you're seeing here is part of that.
3: So well, I understand, I can understand a producer and,
2: and you well, know, a oh, producer, but uh, why did this signal go through Network, or did it? Yeah, for sure it did. Um, instead of delivering uh, my signal by ISDN, way everybody else does, we we found it a, a much cleaner, better way to deliver the signal, and that was by Ku band satellite. And so uh, the Ku band satellite link was um, in Medford when Premier bought the program, and so we never changed that. I wouldn't let them change it. Oh, I see. So that was set up beforehand.
3: I got it. So you were you, okay. You were you were uh, uplinking to Medford, and Medford was. Uh, uh, that's where your board operator was, and that's where it went back up to the satellite for the stations you were on on whatever network you were on before. Yeah, well,
2: not a lot of people understand. I ran my own board. However, uh, yeah, there was a uh, there was a engineering staff up there that would do certain things, but I ran my own board, answered my own telephones. And, uh, you know, George didn't do anything. He's got his uh, guy who replaced me. He's got uh, people who screen his calls, and he's got people who uh, um, do literally everything for him, run the commercials and everything. See, I, I did everything. I ran the commercials, I ran my board, I answered the phones, I did all of it.
3: I'm answer some questions I had got on that subject uh, inadvertently since you mentioned that, but I had, I had wondered that for some time. What, how Medford came into play, but that makes sense if it was there before premier picked it up. But, but uh, again, uh, what what are Georgia's motive motivations for being in Los Angeles? I mean, if, uh, I don't, I, I can, I can see uh, St. Louis is a big city. I mean, it's not like living in the middle of nowhere. I mean, what is the field to want to be here?
2: I could only speculate. Uh, he probably, uh, you know, and I really shouldn't, but, you know, he may think that uh, he can be closer to the political side of the company and Tom notch with those folks. And I can't really think of any other. In fact, I can't, frankly, I can't think of any advantage to being in Los Angeles. Um, all I can think of is disadvantages. It would cost uh, probably two three times as much
3: to live in L.A to live in uh, St. Louis. And uh, until the first uh, survey comes out, if I were George, I would not have sold my home and moved to, uh, moved to St. Louis, uh, or moved to L.A. rather than St. Louis. Uh, until I saw how I was doing, that's just my personal opinion. I hear you. Yeah, I understand that. I, I, w- I would agree with that. Hell, you, know, you know, if I could make the same money I, I make here... I would probably be in, I wouldn't be in a small town like you were in, Art. My preference would be to be in a city, but not not this one. I'd probably be in, in some place of maybe 500,000 people or so, something like that. Not uh, not the 13 or 14 million people
2: I'm surrounded by here. Yeah, exactly. What's the point? rush says it all the time you know what difference does it make where i am it doesn't make any difference at all Most radio program is okay and um i always tried to keep the uh, well not tried i did i kept the los angeles influence totally away from me completely away from me um and i always thought that made a difference in the way i was on the air i, I just you know You'd have to ask George why he went to L.A., but uh, he's actually moving this weekend. So on Monday, I think it is Monday, uh Monday or Tuesday, his show will begin to emanate from the uh, studios of premier in, in L.A. Well, um, maybe, he, maybe they're
3: trying to pursue, maybe, maybe the network wanted him out here for some reason. Maybe it's not so much he, he wants to be here. Maybe they're trying to persuade him or something to be here. Maybe there's some reason they want him here.
2: Where is the good thing? Well, whatever. Um they couldn't have moved me. There's no way at hell.
1: After Art Bell's death in 2018, Nori said that the two were not that close personally and there were major differences in their approaches. Despite this, Nori said that Bell was, quote, instrumental in me being where I am now, end quote. Uh, Yeah, he is because he gave you the radio show to go to, giving him his career. George says that if he wasn't on a national radio show, he would be in politics. Probably something of a mix between Biden and Ron Santos, I would imagine. (laughs) Why he felt we needed to know that beyond me and why I felt the need to tell you that also beyond me.
0: Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been his sharpest the last couple of years, but I I can't imagine him with his, like every now and then he gets an opinion in mean, and they're just the stupidest things you hear
1: and apparently it has declined sharply in the last couple of years he apparently has let his political views out on coast to coast people aren't happy about i believe i get to it This is right from the Coast to Coast AM website. This is where you see everywhere. Nori captivates program listeners with his discussions of paranormal phenomena, time travel, alien abductions, conspiracies, and all things curious and unexplained. He is driven, he has said, by the desire to solve the great mysteries of our time. I mean, I feel like it's a stretch because he's the least (laughs) captivating guy I've ever listened to that asks zero thoughtful questions some questions, some may argue, would bring into question whether or not he's even listening to the individual being interviewed. So George gets the full-time coast gig and he slowly just monetizes the shit out of absolutely everything he can get his hands on. He co-writes a bunch of books, don't worry, reviews included, one star because they're the best. These are the ones cited on his Wikipedia page. 2006, Nori and George Burns-William, Worker in the Light. Fran rates this two stars out of five. Not interesting enough to get very far into the book. Sorry, I expected more. I'm thinking he is really into himself, and in my honest opinion, has a holier-than-thou attitude. 2009, same authors, Nori, George, George Nori. Oh my god, I read that like an idiot. George Nori and William Burns journey to the light i just realized what i did two out of five stars too many stories i was interested in finding out how to journey to the light although there were many (laughs) stories from people's accounts there wasn't any detail how to reach the next hemisphere 2011 george nori and rosemary guiley talking to the dead two out of five stars this book talked more about the people who developed the equipment to talk to the dead than actual conversations. This book was disappointing. 2013. Oh, this was one of my favorites, George Nori books. Also co authored with William J. Burns. George Nori's Late Night Snacks. <laughs> George Nori has put together the ultimate after midnight cookbook. That's why you said
0: that to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Late night snacks for late night radio. Whether you're hankering for some nostalgic treats like homemade toaster tarts or rib sticking dumplings, love you, what? Or something more exotic like spicy hurried curry pockets or Asian fusion salad. George Nori shows you how to whip up quick delicious snacks with whatever ingredients are lying around your kitchen in the wee hours. I did give you the description for that one. Now, Mike Mosley reviewed this Quite extensively, and I'm gonna read this to you because I quite enjoyed it. To start, I will give you my overall feelings for this book. I found it to be a pleasant change from many cookbooks, even though it's called a book of snacks, all capitalized. There are many recipes that make excellent meals in themselves. It capitalizes snacks in every instance it appears in this <laughs> review. <laughs> I highly recommend the book for anyone who was bored with their current recipes. It will give you ideas how to spice them up. Included are many tweaks to change your average snack to a tasty meal. Being somewhat of a cookbook collector, I've seen quite a few boring cookbooks. When I read the description of the book, it, it sounded interesting and I was not disappointed. What I found useful was that even though a number of recipes were pretty ordinary, George Nori added an interesting twist to them by adding ingredients other than what you would normally think. An example, a great example, might I add, is his meatloaf recipe, which includes pepperoni. <laughs> that <It's> simple <laughs> addition <laughs> it has quite a nice change to a plain meal. Another snack I found to be quick and easy was his chicken fried rice. Admittedly, it's more work than opening a pre-made package and heating. But as he says, this recipe allows you to adjust the flavor to your own taste. I mean, was he expecting this to be like, just open the package and throw it in the
0: yeah, microwave? It's Uncle Ben's. Just put Uncle Ben's in the microwave.
1: The book advertises over, remember this is capitalized, 150 snacks, it actually includes numerous recipes that are great for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and dessert. A large variety of snacks was <laughs> <It's> very impressive. <laughs> Including recipes for candy, ice cream, butter, meat, bread, <laughs> cereal, nuts, sauces, <laughs> soups, <laughs> seasonings, dressings, egg sandwich, no, eggs, sandwiches, salads, and many more. That's his review. Mike, thank you for your duty. (laughs) That was exactly what I needed to know about that.
0: And I was going to say, there's no way he came up with these recipes. And then he said the pepperoni and the meatloaf. And I was (laughs) like, yeah, you know what? These are George (laughs) Norris.
1: Yeah, that that sounds like a George Norris. Do you remember that? Pepperoni and the meatloaf.
0: That just reminded me. There was like a month, or a few weeks where he was off because he microwaved a Hot Pocket (laughs) and it was too warm inside.
1: (laughs) He microwaved it too long. We've all been there. We're hungry and we can't wait for whatever came
0: out of the microwave.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He was out for (laughs) at
0: least a week.
1: (laughs) Of all the things he doesn't comment on, that was probably the one thing he shouldn't have commented on. Yeah and just made something up. Okay, next one, George Nori. This one all on his own, night talking novel. You know how I love good reviews. And I'm about to give you one of the best reviews you will ever hear in your life from Winston Oboogie, Thank you for doing the Lord's work with this splendid review. One out of five stars. And I can't figure out what he actually titled it because it's starred out. It's S star 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 E talk. I don't know what that stands for. Maybe shite talk. I think it's shite
0: talk. Yeah. Okay. Because it's night talk, but shite talk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Praise yourself. This is good. I've been familiar with George Nori for many years. As the host of Coast to Coast AM, I have come to regard him as the single most <laughs> incompetent... Sorry, let me keep... keep my <laughs> as the single most incompetent broadcaster in the history of radio. Unable to speak coherently... <laughs> I don't know how i'm gonna get through this <laughs> unable to speak coherently pronounce words correctly or understand the idioms of the english language he is also the laziest and dullest interviewer I lived most of my life in the UK and trust me, he couldn't get a job making the tea at the BBC. He makes Alan Partridge sound like Alistair Cook. All of this, you might think would be of, would be something of a drawback when you host an interview and talk-based show. <laughs> and yet he keeps announcing that Premier Radio have awarded him yet another long-term contract. Either he is an incredibly cheap yet lucrative way of filling the night hours or he knows where the bodies are buried. Given all of this, how can I not be intrigued by the prospect of Mr. Nori venturing into the literary world? Curiosity got the better of me, and I duly purchased the copy of Night Talk. (laughs) A ghostwriter does not appear to have been involved. No one is credited or acknowledged as such. Indeed, his scant four lines of acknowledgments, mostly his family, does not even mention an editor. The lack of such is immediately apparent. A ghostwriter or an editor might be expected to have a basic understanding of the structure of a novel. And it's very clear that no such person got near this thing. (laughs) Moreover, the manuscript, far from being professionally proofread, has clearly not been so much as glanced at by anyone with a passing acquaintance with the English language. No, it was immediately apparent that this turd can only be the product of one man. I was reminded of nothing more than Truman Capote's famously sneering dismissal of Jack Kerouac quote, that's not writing, it's just typing, end quote. Those familiar with Mr. Nori as a broadcaster will know what I mean when I say that only he could describe an object being a round cylinder, or talk about a character who <laughs> waits while he... <laughs> Or talk about a character who waits while he booted up his computer tablet. <laughs> We're referred to that well-known cinematic genre, car chase films. <laughs> Chapters are annoyingly, pointlessly short chapter breaks appear in the middle of a conversation with the next chapter being a continuation of the same conversation in the same location much of this feels dictated and then transcribed verbatim and sent to press with no revisions or passes how else does the sentence quote we can imply from what we've seen that noel didn't know the woman Escape without someone pointing at that, imply is correct or should infer or deduce. Or the use of horribly clumsy words like getting the whole news media to hold it didn't sound doable. Again, the EMTs, cops, and coroner people who showed up at the scene. Have you ever seen anyone purse their brow? One of Mr. Nori's characters does it. Does anyone know what a police attitude test is? An aptitude test I'm familiar with. (laughs) At one point, the hero and heroine are trapped in a burning building, and our author displays the astonishment breadth an invention of his vocabulary. In the space of a single page, we get, quote, the room was filled with smoke, which made them go into coughing spasms. End quote. Quote, he took a deep breath and choked on smoke going into coughing spasms. End quote. Quote, choking on the smoke. End quote. Quote, the space was dark and thick with smoke. Sending them both (laughs) gasping for air into coughing spasms quote quote coughing as smoke from the fire burn their lungs end quote. smoke <laughs> makes you cough in spasms get it <laughs> absurdly long sentences with no punctuation leave you feeling slightly dizzy or just keep going on and on for no apparent reason this is at its worst when nori wants to impress you with his detailed knowledge as in this example quote so was the clutter that surrounded the house and barn like a lake of castoffs from the sea the anchors and portholes greg mentioned rest the old cannons removed from Davy Jones' locker. A helm to steer an ocean liner or a day fisher. Propellers to drive a ship. In brackets. Helpful that in case you don't know what a ship's propeller does. <laughs> Re bracket. Winches to raise the sails on a 10 meter sloop. Lifeboats and dinghies. Oars, lines, masts, booms, buoys, engines. In brackets. Did you know Mr. Norrie was in the Navy? He knows these it's things. Just Hold on. That. <laughs> <laughs> We're not done yet. End bracket. Figureheads from the bows of Sailing ships, bow spirits, galley stoves on gimbals to rock with the sea and a host of other salty artifacts, nautical treasures or junk depending on your perspective. End quote from the book. Rule of three, George. Rule of three. He says, oh, I could go on. Let me give Mr. Nori a brief moment of credit. There is a germ and a half decent idea in here. And if he was able to recognize his own limitations and seek the assistance or guidance from someone who knew what they were doing, he might have produced a passable novel to pass a long plane ride. But he has no clue what he's doing. So this isn't that. His characters are entirely one dimensional. (laughs) The plot, such as it is, is laid out in the first 20 pages (laughs) or so. (laughs) and barely developed over the remaining 300. (laughs) Action keeps stopping so his protagonist can have long conversations about all the author's favorite arts. Towards the end, there's a bizarre, irrelevant, and geographically mystifying drive in fog up the mountain somewhere, which is only there so Mr. Norrie can throw in an alien encounter for his hero. And then, it just well ends. No real conclusion or resolution. Indeed, as George Nori's alter ego, Greg Noel equals GN, GN, Greg Noel. Clever, huh? Walks into the light in the final sentence. I was filled with a profound sense of dread as the possibility of a sequel to the night talk crept into my brain. <laughs> In summary, a waste of paper. I can only add the usual caution that I only awarded this a single star because no stars or more appropriately negative stars are not an option. That has to be the most detailed hilarious review I've ever read in my life. (laughs) And I loved it. Okay. So those are all the books that were mentioned on his Wikipedia. I'm not sure how these other escaped, If you just search him. Honestly, I don't know if Nori along with these others are just looking to slap his name on there. or What's going on? 2014 UFOs for the 21st Century Mind. A fresh guide to an ancient mystery. This is written with Richard M. Dolan and George Nori. 1 out of 5 stars. Never received it. (laughs) (laughs) I had to include that. Another one out of five stars. I was expecting facts and logic. Not enough facts and not enough logic for this 21st century mind. Oh, and I must mention there are practically zero conclusions. 2015, someone is hiding something. What happened to Malaysia Airlines Flight 370? Richard Belzer, George Nori, and David Wayne. One out of five stars. Childishly serious, self-aggrandizing, throughout, nonsensical logic, internally contradictory, and full of gratuitous, biased, irrational, irrelevant political tripe. 2017, mad as hell. America's number one all-night radio host takes on the dangerous world we live in. This is just George Nori. So I I don't feel like it would be good. Two out of five stars. This is misleading. Save your money. This is a catch-all book and the title is very misleading. It contained the entire history about UFOs. He spoke about his anger about how things were today. But the last part of the book, and it seemed like at least half of it, was a self-biography. He should have kept (laughs) it short, but seemed to repeat himself several times and rambled on and on. The book was just too long and I found myself skipping many pages just trying to get through it. George has many talents, but writing isn't one of them 2022 ufos for the 21st century mind the definitive guide to the ufo mystery new and expanded edition richard dolan george nori this one actually didn't have anyone who wrote out reviews it didn't have a very good star rating though 2022 past lives in ancient lands and other worlds understand your soul's journey through time Shelley a care phd and george nori Two out of five stars. The information about the agents is minimal and vague. The exercises are the same thing repeated with a couple sentences added in. On the whole, it was not insightful and it was a little biased towards new age thinking. It definitely was not worth the $15 I spent. You can get more on YouTube meditation for free. I do not recommend this book. Good day.
0: Good day.
1: 2023, The Body Code, Unlocking Your Body's Ability to Heal Itself, Dr. Bradley Nelson and George Nori. This one is somehow his most highly rated book with his name on it on Amazon, which I find interesting because there were a lot of angry reviews. Well, let me just read this one. One out of five stars. Disappointed. This book is in no way complete. It is fragmented and you must purchase the app, which is about $30 per month. What? He should have... Have the complete info and diagrams at his website free of charge. As he says, the publisher limited the size of the book and only charge for the app if someone wants something more convenient. The book does not deliver the information. I don't understand why someone would be motivated to write such a book that is so incomplete. It's like selling a car that doesn't have an engine or transmission and promising that it will take you from point A to point B. So those are the books. We're seeing... We're seeing a lot of things with the book. We're seeing that he's not a great writer. He does also, he writes a lot of forwards to books just so they can get his name on there. We're also seeing him just blatantly throw like shit to the wind and hope that he makes money off of something.
0: Yeah. Well, and to be honest, with the forwards, I, my theory is that somebody just pays him and sends him what they want to say and he'll just sign it.
1: Based at what we get through in this, I, I really think that that's what's happening as well. And then we're seeing on the last one, just a blatant money grub after somebody's bought a book. So what else has he monetized? December 2012, Gaia TV, which is now referred to as Gaia, launched Beyond Belief with George Nori, a new TV show exploring the unknown and mysteries of the universe. The one hour weekly series features Nori's informative, investigative, and dynamic conversations. I would honestly, listening to him, not describe any, any of, of that as him. Yes. Yep. As well as some of his favorite guests from the radio program. Obviously, since he's in it for the money, it's not being done at gunpoint.
0: No, so, but yeah. this would, I never actually saw an episode of it. I was aware of it. Yep. But this would at least show us how invested he is in his actual interviews. And like, my <laughs> guess is it's <laughs> on his phone the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) and then just popping up to ask a quick question when you hear silence
1: to be sure (laughs) membership starts there at $15 per month this TV show is still going he has also hosted quote unexplained with George Nori. not sure why I put a quote on that
0: that sounds right up his alley actually I a a lot of the things he does I can't explain
1: (laughs) no he also has appeared on history channels ancient aliens sci-fi Larry King show and numerous others I don't know I guess they didn't want to the numerous others on the website but he is in extraordinary the revelations a follow-up to extraordinary the stanley tiger story which we also need to do one on that as well it's on the yeah. list maybe one day we'll get to it i'm gonna make a note right here extra i don't know if you say it extraordinary or extraordinary it's extraordinary
0: extraordinary <laughs> okay.
1: and i mean tomato tomato i
0: guess at that point
1: okay so he started paranormaldate.com
0: oh i forgot about that
1: oh you're (laughs) gonna love this part this is the blurb on the front page George Norrie, syndicated radio host of Coast to Coast AM and Sirius XM Satellite Radio.
0: He started a dating app because he noticed how lonely everybody who's calling to talk to him is.
1: Basically, this takes an interesting turn. Okay, he's syndicated radio host of Coast to Coast AM and Sirius XM Satellite Radio, entertaining millions weekly on nearly 700 radio stations, created Paranormal Date after seeing a from his massive loyal audience. They were so lonely. Nori says, I keep hearing the same thing at speaking events around the country. George, I need a place to meet people of like mind that understand me and my interests. And from that, paranormaldate.com was born. That's what he says. They say it's free, and yes, it is to sign up, but you cannot communicate for free. And in poking around the website, I saw it was powered by whitelabeldating.com, which I then went to the website to see what it was about. Basically, it runs the website paranormaldate.com and it shares from a database. So when it says there are however many members on paranormaldate.com, it's platform sharing. So it's not counting those on paranormaldate.com when it says communicate with however many members that are active on there. It also means that members who join and pay for paranormaldate.com to communicate with people are less than likely to be communicating with someone from paranormaldate.com normaldate.com. In the terms of service, you do have to agree to have your information added to the network. So you have this collection of like dating websites of all sorts of themes. Whoever's powered by this and you're getting messages that you have to pay to see and ask them about, you're like, hey, you like aliens? Do you like ghosts? Which is why everyone's going to be on this dating website. And a majority of the time, the responses is, is like, what the fuck are you talking about? That is weird stuff, I, man. That you're I talking just assume about. it's a white
0: supremacist dating site outside of that as well.
1: I did as well. It's. I don't know if it is or not. I can't. I don't know why it's called. cannot that. confirm nor deny. No, I cannot. I tried to see if I could get pricing but it's hidden without signing up. I saw someone post 3 years ago it was $30 a month or 199 for a year. Jesus. So it's probably increased by now. And turns out people are highly unsatisfied with it. There are only one and two star reviews anywhere I was able to look and now (laughs) I have some reviews. Laura M says worst dating site ever, fake profiles and scammers beware. Same experiences as others that I would receive a notification then go to the site and their profile was no longer active many times. No one on the site mentions anything about paranormal interest. Only communicated with one person who was real. Last one wanted to Google chat because his phone line had funky static and i couldn't hear him first red flag he later gave me a sad story that his power was cut off and asked to borrow money bye bye i'm canceling george nori should be ashamed of this site tip for consumers beware don't use the site Jim, predatory bogus don't pay, you will not get a refund. I joined on Saturday, requested a refund $1.99 on Sunday per message, but did not request cancellation. Customer service responded Tuesday 4am by email. Since I had used the site, viewed messages probably sent by employees and replied to messages, I was not eligible for a refund of one year membership. So I swear this is my experience. I am still a member, in quotes, victim. So I get to talk to probably ghost non-existent members. (laughs) Whores predators, catfish, and chumps like me. You will do better looking for companionship at a grocery store, and there's no evidence anybody wants to talk about paranormal or date stuff either. A bogus dating site, in my opinion. George Nori, a millionaire, you should be ashamed. I would give the site a negative rating if possible. And I just threw this one in because here's another mention. Lucy, mostly hookers and scammers. (laughs) Not sure why that keeps coming up. I go on the website thinking I'm Might, could date, an outer space alien. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that this is someone signing up for MaranormalT.com. Instead, it's all of these 90-year-old wheelchair-bound ladies in Brooklyn, Perth, Amboy, Trenton, and Hooker's. I put a little profile on there and in two days have been solicitated 200 times. It's hard to keep up with because of their profiles deleted in two hours. They are gorgeous in the profile photos, not real, no doubt. I picked up the patterns and banter in a few minutes. They want you to contact them through coded Gmail and they disguise their phone numbers by saying things like, I was on highway 888 and passed 780 donkeys and then saw 1001 crows. I am trying to communicate with two of them but haven't gotten beyond a cursory introduction. One lady just told me that her mother is sick in LA and she needs help getting out there. Hard pass. Tip for consumers. Most of the profile that interested me were taken down in a matter of minutes and they were all so pretty too. Hard
0: pass. <laughs> now
1: that is someone who would be listening to Coast.
0: Poor guy never got his alien date.
1: Nope, <laughs> he didn't get his date with an alien Overview. Paranormal Date has a rating of 1.02 stars from 42 reviews, indicating that most customers are generally dissatisfied with their purchase. Paranormal Date ranks 692nd among dating websites.
0: There are that many dating websites?
1: I assume there's a ton. I mean, how else would white label dating be a thing? I mean, I'm actually, we could probably start journey to the fringe. The next question
0: is 602nd out of how many? <laughs>
1: 693 okay so he also does live appearances which he shamelessly gloats on coast-to-coast am about especially his singing during the event which is weird to say the least because i mean i doubt not one single person bought a ticket to hear him sing cut to george norris singing right here love me with all of your heart all I want Love me with all of
3: your heart, or not
0: at all. <laughs> Just begins,
1: that you give me all your kisses. The Coast to Coast AM website is riddled with ads, which they obviously make a profit of. And there are multiple complaints and criticisms of Nori that Coast to Coast has become one big infomercial Nori and Coast is profiting off of. I can't confirm for sure, but lots of speculation that guests pay for their spots, pointing that books and websites are linked and talked about, but during open lines, guests are quickly cut off mentioning any such thing. Other than that, Doc Wallach is on so frequently promoting his health products and his tangy dang I think that's one of the main guests now that they have quite oh, frequently.
0: I forgot about that guy who's like, you can't eat these things. Don't worry. I have vitamin packs for anything that could possibly be wrong with you. Yeah. You you can't use any oil in your cooking. You have to be vegetarian. Not vegetarian, but.
1: Yeah, I can't yeah. remember what it is now, but he is on very frequently now. They have had guests who were regulars on there leave as well. So yeah, I'll have a,
0: another commentary on that shortly
1: so after all of that i was curious as to george nori's worth what do you think
0: i would put him somewhere around like 8 million probably
1: His reported net worth as of late 2016 so it's gonna vary from it it's probably but
0: higher now
1: in 2016 was 2 million okay with the salary of five hundred thousand.
0: wait the fuck did he do with all his money <laughs> he's been doing it for more than four years at that time
1: <laughs> That's the version of like what he's been involved in and everything. And I can't do sightings of George Nori, which is always my favorite part. But what I can do is what do people think of good old Nori? Which I was able to find through what Taylor said, the yes. Reddit screening. We will go to
0: the people's place. Yes. <laughs> the Reddit
1: and coast to coast am reddit is wild because i haven't seen a positive post or comment about george nori on there at all i think no i saw one post that said i feel so bad for george because what if he reads this and it keeps me up at night then it makes him sad
0: he has no idea what reddit is do not worry
1: no (laughs) no. <laughs> so the list of criticisms is long, especially when compared to Earth Bell from the canned comments Nori heavily relies on, the strange and out of touch responses to his guests as if he's not listening, the heavily screened open lines with the same callers time and time again, and the shameless self-promotion and money grabs. It goes on. Personally, I was a long-time insider. I paid for it, which is why I didn't really listen to it at the early hours because I just paid to listen to it whenever I conveniently wanted to. And eventually I canceled it because I just couldn't continue with Nori anymore. I had enough. It continued to get worse and worse and I was out of there. In the 2010 article about Nori published in The Atlantic, Timothy Lavin wrote, quote, Nori can be an uneven broadcaster. Sometimes he seems to not pay attention fully to his guests, offers strangely obvious commentary, or, and this has alienated some fans, let's clearly delusional, or, Pseudo scientific assertions slide by without challenge, but he listens with heroic yeah. patience to all of his callers. "End quote."
0: He'll let a lot of things go with zero pushback, which doesn't mean you aren't biased or you are biased yeah. if you don't give any pushback. It's literally that's your job as a journalist or an interviewer. Yes. Is to- test what they're actually saying to see if it's actually true
1: not only that but like most people started listening for art bell and they're loyal to coast not necessarily george nori i would go out on a limb to say they keep talking about how loyal all george nori's listeners are i really think that it's coast at that point,
0: the reason he's done so well in my mind is because I believe Coast to Coast finds a lot of its viewership from old lonely people who have had a spouse die, who are awake during the night, and he is a soothing voice for them and will listen. His conversations that go best are conversations with old people, call it. Like, yeah. he has them oh, yeah. down
1: hard. He does. And they're probably buying up everything that he slings.
0: Yeah. And like, like that one guy said in the review on Paranormal Date. (laughs) That was 95 year old women.
1: Now, this little fact could be chalked up to millions of different causes, but going from Bell to Nori, I was able to find these stats. Coast to coast AM declined by 7.5 million listeners.
0: Do you have a time period over or is it just kind of a in general?
1: No, it was in general. Okay. But they are quickly to say that he's on one of the biggest syndicated radio shows in but the universe.
0: I would say that one of the possible, not, I, I fully want to put this all on George, but over the course of his time with Coast to Coast, I believe a lot of its listeners have moved to podcasts or things that are not time related or are just kind of free because, like, pretty much all of their guests who come on have their own podcasts.
1: Yep. Absolutely. And there's a lot
0: more available than there was during the time of Coast to Coast. No,
1: Friday. that absolutely could be uh and like I said, it could be a million different causes. Not to be
0: a George Norrie and give your opinions no pushback.
1: There could be a million different causes for that, that being exactly some of what you just said. So what else do we got? We got un in <laughs> on Reddit. And he says George has a passing interest in the paranormal, or at least he did, but he was never as intriguing as a host as Art, never. But the dude is a businessman. If you've listened long enough, you hear him talking about his failed business ventures, the restaurants, the racehorses. Coast is just a business venture to him. The live shows, the supplements, that's why it's so formulaic. There is no passion anymore. What little there was to begin with wasn't that great anyway but it's just a vehicle for George and his partners to make money for. For what? I don't know. I know some of his grandkids have fallen off the rails. Maybe he's trying to create a financial cushion for them. KP Murphy underscore has said, No inside knowledge, but it seems like once art officially and finally stepped away from Coast, the show began to change in terms of the average nightly topic, and it really shifted pandemic 2020 election. This is where this is before I stopped listening, and I keep seeing that this was a shift and it's after. gone. This is after down. This is, this is yeah, after apparently you stopped listening. This is after. Sorry, it is just tanked since then. I I actually, since I stopped listening, I haven't really listened at all. I've always felt, uh, this goes on for KP Murphy. underscore, I've always felt George didn't care about the paranormal subjects nearly as much as Art did. I know he never had the GIS people on the EVPs because he said he didn't believe in them or something along those lines. It just seems like plenty of other people would have done a better job of keeping the spirit of the show alive. I agree. Thankfully, in the podcast era, there are different avenues to scratch the paranormal itch, but nothing will ever match the magic of listening to Art Bell broadcasting in the middle of the night cautious thoughts 362 yeah i miss art too i've listened faithfully after he left but it's not the same i agree it really seemed to change during and after the pandemic i've always thought it was apolitical but it got very political it became evident which political side George was on and who he supported. It was a huge disappointment for me and my feelings for the show have gone steeply downhill ever since. Yeah, I still listen, but it's only a matter of time until I start a serious search to find something else to listen to in the middle of the night I can take or leave the show these days.
0: And it's just become blatant. He has always had those views.
1: Yeah. whether
0: Whether by omission or what uh, he didn't push back on, he has always had those views. He just didn't vote. Yeah, exactly. And therefore, apolitical and yeah. unbodies. For,
1: for some weird reason. I guess that made up for something in his mind. George and open lines. This is a question put on Reddit. So, I used to listen to Coast a lot back in 2014, and I recently just started listening again, and I noticed something off. Am I the only one who gets the idea George isn't that interested in talking to open line callers that much anymore? Could just be me, but it just seems like he isn't at all there, and he seems to even avoid Friday nights a lot. I've heard a lot in the Reddit subgroup as well. He only does a couple hours a lot of the time and then puts on a rerun for the last couple hours. Nashamura says he never seemed very interested in doing the show, period. He's been half-assing it ever since he got the gig. He's not even paying attention most of the time. It sounds like he's reading a script. Angie underscore vague says, as an on-topic aside, I'd like to note that Art Bell was intelligent and engaged in the conversation. Nori is neither. I tried to listen to Nori on several occasions, but his general dumbassery is so off-putting. User deleted says Nori basically took coast to coast in a direction Art always resisted. He turned it into a late night infomercial with guests like Doc Wallach and Ben Fuchs. No doubt Nori reads from cue cards on some shows. I would say all of them. Constantly interrupts guests with inane questions. He also got rid of the sacred cow of coast to coast. Unscreen calls. Okay, I just had to keep reading unscreened calls and especially unscreened open lines also you cannot do the famous ghost to ghost am and new year's prediction shows without unscreened calls like art used to do art prided himself on his open line segments it was like his guitar solo on the show nori actually makes callers submit ghost to ghost stories before halloween to tell on the show I can go on and on about how much nori throttled coast's legacy the many appearances of dr Morgus, the same four callers every night because most of the coast loyalists have fled nori also takes fridays off a lot so he won't have to do open lines he obviously avoids it like the plague guest hosts are terrible the only ones i find tolerable if i do decide to listen are richard sarat and george knapp just a few of my frustrations i have accumulated over the years i do not hate george nori i just think he was a bad choice the popularity of other shows like john b wells Ark, midnight clyde lewis ground zero jimmy church fade to black proves coast sucks now Jimmy and John B. were actual good hosts at one point and were dismissed for some reason. Oh, I forgot too. Linda Moulton Howe jumped ship also, got her own show. Okay, that's for
0: now. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, there's a whole thing behind that. (laughs) Linda Moulton Howe? Yeah.
1: Not going on coast?
0: Yeah, no, she did like a whole hour episode of YouTube video about how she had a very large disagreement with George and she won't be on there anymore.
1: Oh, really? I didn't listen yeah. to that one. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about it?
0: I can't remember.
1: <laughs> okay. I like John B. Wells. He was kicked off really quickly, actually. I don't think he was a co-host for very long. What I enjoyed about him is he actually challenged guests and asked decent questions. What else did he say? People are not willing
0: to pay if they're going to be questioned. <laughs>
1: rathmont my favorite example is when he asked a guest about sanskrit quote is it called Sanskrit because it's script made in the sand and the guest was like uh he always did stupid things like that that was the end of that comment anonymous put george nori took over after art left um Yes, he did. He turned a great show into a four-hour infomercial hawking scams like Carnivora, Home Witchcraft Kits, and $95 DVDs about technical remote viewing by con man major Ed Dames. Nori is famous for being unprepared for the interviews and for falling asleep while the guest is talking. He also fails to ask any critical or perceptive questions. Instead, he responds with comments from his list of stock answers his fans have christened Noriisms. He further damaged the reputation of the show by hosting videos made by full-time con man, part-time pervert, cat hoarder, and e-bagger George Senda? I refer you to Senda leaks and other websites devoted to exposing him. Google it. Keywords, Falky, George Senda, and the guy from Pittsburgh. Actually, he's not. Gotta look into that guy. We're ending with George Nori is a disgrace. I don't think most of his open callers are legit. They are paid actors who are given canned questions to ask George. Even if a few are actually real, they are heavily screened. Art took calls himself live on the air. George doesn't have the balls to do that. He's a disgrace to the show. That's my episode. That's where my research took me. It was surprising places. Yeah, any closing thoughts? Any general taste that it's left in your mouth (laughs) it it
0: just brought back some nostalgia of some like just clearly weird things that happened while listening to it years and years ago
1: oh Um, yeah there was always you would always be like did he actually just say that like that doesn't even make sense but he just said always all the time
0: yeah every episode without fail
1: i don't really know that he has other than being this radio host in which he's being aid or i wouldn't say that he necessarily has any interest in the paranormal to be honest with you he he's never said anything that's quite compelling that he's so driven to find answers i don't no, know if that's you're a fair of the point. same thought process on no, that
0: I, yeah i would say that's an apt point <laughs> There's a couple things I find very annoying about George. If I do agree, he says that he leaves out personal bias. I have seen interviews that he does where it's either the omission or the pointed questions clearly show he does not agree with the topic and like one that comes to mind very clearly was a guy who was on there about vegetarian diets and how they're good for the planet good for the body and he just kept trying to shit on the guy the entire interview and then when they went to open lines he picked just people who do not agree with a vegetarian diet nobody with questions just saying like this is shit
1: he very slyly doesn't offer an opinion but you're right on things like that is yeah. what I didn't mention. It's very, like, you wouldn't really notice it because you're so used to George saying he doesn't give opinions on things. Yeah. Well,
0: and then he he does say, like, he tries to keep an unbiased appearance. Like, one of the things, he's always said he doesn't vote. But that doesn't mean you don't have opinions. Right.
1: Exactly. And why you, you wouldn't vote. vote because you're on coast <laughs> to coast Yeah. does not make sense. <laughs> like, that's absurd. And he
0: very clearly has one party that he likes over the other one. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah. Oh yeah. That's, I don't think I have anything to add.
1: Great. Yeah. So, so that's George Ralph Nori and one, we did it.
0: One day we'll do a coast to coast episode, but for now I have been Taylor here with Chelsea. We are journey to the fringe. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week. Hey. Thank you for listening to journey to the fringe. If you have liked what you have listened to, please like For now, I'll see you in the next episode.